Wake the Fuck Up, the podcast that mingles mindfulness, Buddhism, brain science, evolutionary biology, and real authentic human experience. Welcome to Wake the Fuck Up. Welcome, welcome, amazing human being to this episode of Wake the Fuck Up. My name is Tiffany Andres Myers, your host, and today's tantalizing topic is desire. <laughs> and I want to talk about desire today because uh, as someone who has studied and explored and immersed in Buddhist philosophy, desire is one of those words that we sometimes hear in a negative context. Um, I've you know read and experienced some teachings around the idea that desire is the root of all suffering. When we think about suffering, the reason that we experience suffering and you might reconceptualize suffering as any sense of discomfort or dis-ease, uh, any difficult emotion, of course, is a, a good example of suffering. Um, but maybe when we're feeling friction between what we want and how life actually is. And so inherently embedded in the statement that I just said, friction between what we want and how life is, is the word desire, right? We are desiring something specific and we're not getting what we want. And inherently inside of that is our suffering, our discomfort or our disease, right? So from Buddhist philosophy, this idea that desire is the root of suffering, we have to acknowledge that there are certain things that we like and there are certain things that we dislike and there are certain things that fall into this middle category of neutrality. And what we learn over time by paying attention to the way that we react and respond to the things that we like, dislike, and find to be completely neutral is that we tend to crave more of what we like we want our life to be full of the things that really make us feel good. I mean, of course we do, right? And we want to have less of the things that we dislike. Of course, again, totally natural. And then we tend to just completely ignore um, or be ignorant to anything that falls in the middle. So this sense of desire, of wanting something in particular and feeling like we can't have it is kind of the root of suffering. Uh, but I want to talk about this today because I have had the personal experience of desire being really incredible. And so I wanted to have this sort of conversation, like what in what moments does desire feel really amazing? And in what moments does desire feel really shitty? And what determines where we land in sort of the goodness or the badness of desire? And maybe I can start by just pointing out that uh, in both of these scenarios, we're working with a concept, right? So it's the concept of good, the concept of bad, right? The concept of what is good for me or bad for me, the concept of I like this or I don't like this. And we can and probably will on another episode talk about completely dropping out of concept completely and actually showing up to just what's present. And I'll just tap that lightly in this episode. Uh, what happens when we drop our concepts? 
and we actually show up to what's present. Well, let's play with this just a little bit. Um, if we feel a negative or uncomfortable sensation in our body, let's say you're experiencing some sense of back pain. What tends to happen is there's some sensation in the body and the mind goes pain, right? And that's our concept. Our concept is pain, back pain, uncomfortable pain. I don't like this. And we get so caught in the concept that we actually don't know what's happening. The invitation through our meditation practice is to pause the concept, step out of the mind, and show up to the body. What does that back pain feel like? Is it diffuse and spread out over a certain area or is it pointed one powerful point on the body is it hot or cold is it vibrating is it increasing in pain or decreasing in pain is all of that shifting and changing and if we drop the concept what tends to happen is we watch the sensations change so much that there's no more clinging to this is pain because what's happening is so vast and varied and constantly changeable. So let's bring this idea back. I kind of went off on a little tangent there just for a moment, but I think this is something I'm going to talk about again, this idea of dropping concept and coming back to the, the visceral, the tactile, the sensational experience of what's actually real, right? Dropping the mind. So when it comes to desire, I think what takes us from good desire to bad desire is inherently the conceptual expectation of whether we are going to get what we want or whether we need a particular outcome in order for that desire to be fulfilled, right? And so where this idea originally arose for me is in my experience of falling in love with and now being almost nine years into being with my wife. And uh, when I think about when we first met, there was this tremendous experience of desire, right? Uh, and I can feel it in my chest, in my heart, and in my stomach as I'm talking about it now. After the first moment of meeting her, I craved talking to her more. I craved experiences of being in her presence. I desired time with her. I desired intimacy with her. There was this full body felt experience of desire and for any of you that have fallen in love before you probably have your own experience with this and I won't taint it immediately with my experience but maybe I'll say this if you've ever fallen in love with someone and you've had that experience of really profound and deep desire for them did that feel good or did it feel like shit <laughs> I imagine the answer is obvious, right? Like if we have these really strong and powerful experiences of desire for another person and it felt like shit, we would absolutely not pursue that other person, right? This is what I was talking about a moment ago. When we experience something as unpleasant or we dislike it, we're not going to chase more of it. We're going to try to absolutely get rid of it. So it's obvious that when we experience desire in the midst of falling in love with, 
and wanting, deeply desiring another person, it feels amazing, right? There's this immersion in our own physical experience of desire that it is without concept. It's exactly what we were talking about a moment ago. There is no concept. There is just the desire itself. And we are in it and it feels incredible. So let's take a step towards the other side, right? Now here I am. I've been with this amazing creature and human being that is my wife um, for almost nine years. And I have to admit that like an old married couple, there have been times where, oh my goodness, I start to feel an upwelling of desire, right? I'm craving my wife in some way. And I want to be clear, I don't just mean sexually, right? I mean craving more time with her, craving her attention, craving when I'm away from the house to get a cute, flirty text from her to know that she's thinking about me. And there have been moments where this desire has arisen that almost instantaneously it feels like pain. And so I started to get really curious about this. And one thing I want to offer before we go into what I guess came up as my understanding or wisdom or, or deep sort of solution to this curiosity is that if I were to articulate what this podcast is an invitation towards, to wake the fuck up, <laughs> it is curiosity, my darlings. In the moments where we find ourselves in the midst of a friction-inducing experience, get curious. Get really curious about what is actually showing up for you. And if we can do that over and over and over again, we are waking up to ourselves every single time we do that. We are pausing the tirade of our habitual thoughts and reactions, and we are waking up to our own thought patterns, to our own habits, and to what we really feel authentically from the deepest parts of ourselves. So for me, in this moment of desire, all of a sudden feeling painful, the curiosity was, whoa, 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 this used to be amazing. Why all of a sudden does it hurt? And what arose for me after spending some time with it is there became a concept attached to this experience of desire that was this desire is here because I'm not getting what I want. So this goes back to that uh, Buddhist philosophical idea that desire can be the root of our suffering, right? And so here in one single moment, and honestly in quite a few moments to follow, I was experiencing exactly that. That desire was showing up in a way where it wasn't sufficient unto itself, where I wasn't just immersed in the beauty and the deliciousness of desire, but instead, desire was arising out of what my mind conceptualized as something that I wasn't getting, where my needs weren't being met, where I didn't have what I wanted. And I think the switch that flips here is 
that instead of staying in the desire, the habit becomes to step out of desire and go into the deficiency, which is kind of confusing, right? Um, But it's sort of a natural process. I mean, I found myself here in an instant before I even realized what was happening. Um, So I bring this up because even after having this curiosity come into my awareness, I've had this experience come up over and over again where I notice that I'm feeling sad or uncomfortable. And when I look at why, it's because in some way, I'm wanting or desiring or craving something and there's the belief underlying it that I won't get it. And so I wanted to talk about desire in this way as an opportunity for us to get curious about what can help us step out of the negatively conceptualized experience of desire and back into the raw, rich beauty and deliciousness of what it feels like to desire someone or something to actually let desire be an expression of love. And I think this is something that can be really fun and curious to play with because what we're talking about is actually the same stimulus, the stimulus of wanting, of desire, of craving. And we have the possibility for the same stimulus to create a completely different experience, which is wild. But it's the reminder, I think, that it's not about what we're experiencing in any given moment, but about how we experience it that really makes a difference. So what I'll offer here uh, is that because I've had this experience quite a few times, it's become more accessible for me to work with the painful conceptual desire. And when that happens, to step out of that and remind myself of how delightful and amazing it felt at one point in my life to desire deeply want and crave my wife uh, the way that I did when we were falling in love with one another and how truly that feeling can be so fulfilling to just stay in while it's there and I think the one of the playfulnesses is not falling into the trap of trying to keep that experience of desire any longer than it's going to stay here naturally. That's the suffering because we cling to what we want, right? Just as much as we suffer from trying to get rid of what we don't want. Uh, And so it's in this space of allowing ourselves to be with whatever's here and being open to it and friendly to everything that comes and goes in the space of experience that allows us to be content in any moment. And so it's not that we try to keep desire, you know, that we try to stay in desire, you know, for longer than it's here or for the rest of our lives. But when that experience of desire naturally arises, that we let ourselves be there, that we let ourselves just stay with it as it is, that we let the mind soften. It doesn't always have to be in control. And we experience desire as desire. And what I think helps me make that transition 
is the recognition that desire inherently is an expression of love. We can't desire something for which we don't have love. Even if it's some arbitrary thing in the outer world, say we desire a new car or we desire a phone or we desire a house or an article of clothing, what we're really saying is, man, that thing is fucking beautiful. And the secondary step of I want that, the desire step is what tends to create suffering because we inherently believe I can't have that. That's the kind of desire that creates suffering because what it means is I believe I can't have that and therefore I want it. But if we look at something and go, holy shit, that is exquisite. And in that exquisiteness, it makes me feel desire. What we're really doing is reveling in the beauty that we perceive in something outside or maybe even inside of us, right? And so this is my invitation towards curiosity. And the moments that you feel friction with desire, a craving or a want, can we turn around and say, what is it that I'm loving and appreciating? What is it that if I thought I could have it, I would revel in? And do we need to actually possess it in order to rest in its beauty, its deliciousness, its exquisiteness? Can that feeling itself be enough? Because the reality is that's all we're seeking by trying to keep it, by trying to own it or hold it or grasp it, is we want to keep the feeling we're having right now in this moment. So stop stepping out of it. Let yourself be in it. Let desire be desire, be delicious, be tantalizing. (laughs) I hope this invites many, many more moments of uh, connection, of joy in your own desire, and maybe even a softening around what it looks like to need to possess things. Thank you for showing up with me today. I look forward to experiencing you next time.